Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Brian Grimes. Uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll, uh, we'll jump into the topic. Uh, so I'm Brian Grimes. I'm a developer from Philadelphia. Um, kind of got started about a decade ago. Uh, graduated from Columbia University up in New York City and um, just really built a, a large development company out of town, uh, investing in C-class neighborhoods across the country. So, um, you know, Philly, my hometown, which is where I'm from, um, kind of grew up there during that Allen Iverson era, if you're into <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Um, so in Philly, Baltimore, uh, South Jersey, properties out in Texas, uh, certainly in New York as well. So just um, tapping into those C-class neighborhoods that are neighborhoods like the ones that I grew up in. So it's near and dear to my heart, and it's been a, a passion that I follow. So when you started, I'm guessing you, were, you started in your own backyard and then you branched out? Yeah, that was the plan, right? So I, uh, <laughs> I was started off, I was working as a, a financial advisor. So I, I, I came right out of college and I, I didn't follow that path that they kind of push you into in the, in the Ivy League, which is like investment banking. I thought, you know, I want to be my own boss. I want to have that financial freedom. So I got yeah. into financial planning to yeah. learn about that. And um, make my own hours. I ended up making about six thousand dollars my first year, oh. all commissions, um, and just struggling, right, living at home. So I saved my money and I studied for two years about real estate. And I bought my first property in my backyard. I had a mentor who um, he works with, like Magic Johnson and TD Jakes, and a lot of people. He does commercial real estate for Bank of America, um, commercial lending, and he would give me investment principles. A uh, guy was from uh, Trenton, Trenton area. And he would tell me, um, buy where you know, rent to who you know, and you'll always be successful. That was like the, the number one principle he gave me. So I bought in my backyard. I got a, a duplex with a, a knock-in basement unit, and I was going to live in the basement and rent out the uh, top two floors. I did an FHA house hack, but I ended up getting good. a job. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I ended up getting a job for an investment firm up in New York. Uh, high net worth asset management firm. So I took the job in New York and ended up renting out the entire uh, building and was making about $1,000 a month in cash flow on my first deal, FHA. I put $7,000 down and was cash flowing $1,000 a month. Uh, right. Awesome. So I got all my money back in seven months and, and just kept going from there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so tell me the story. Like, where, how do you, how do you continue through this to be getting to the, the big units? When, when do you make the transition? How many houses did you buy that were like the little guys first? I, I actually believe in um, finding that sweet, sweet uh, spot, right? That middle point. So there's a market out there, especially in these C-class neighborhoods, that's too big for the mom and pops to get to. It's too expensive and it's too small for the institutions to come down mm -hmm. to. Yeah. So there's this sweet spot that nobody's attacking. So I stayed within that residential space, multifamily, single family, but I started doing it at volume. So the, the thought process was to scale it up and build out crews, build out systems, use technology. I'm a big believer that uh, the apps that exist today, the technology that exists today, it wasn't around 20 years ago. So those no. developers who are learning in their 20s, 30s, even 40s, they don't really know how to develop like people do today with this technology. So I started to build these systems that allowed me to scale that residential um, market into kind of a commercial operation where we were doing 
uh, as many as 20, uh, 20 to 30 deals a month wow. uh, with about 100, 150 contractors, um, trucks, 20,000 square foot warehouse, kind of everything that comes with it. Security cameras everywhere. I put 200 uh, security cameras in North Philly all throughout. <laughs> so um, just doing a lot of things that people really haven't done before. But that was uh, kind of my philosophy was to institutionalize um, this space that's traditionally mom and pop. People were doing one or two deals a year. I wanted to do, I think in 2019, we did 153 full gut rehabs, birth strategy, uh, smack right in Philly. Yeah. So where did you get the, the knowledge to do that? Was it from the mentor? Was it from a book? Like, where did you? Hard knocks, right? <laughs> just, just like you, Glenn. Yeah. The school of, uh, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of your content. The school of hard knocks, right? Yeah. So um, my story is no different than anyone else's, probably no different than your story. You go out, you're um, bright-eyed and, and, and bushy-tailed. You, you want to do some deals. You find a contractor. He gives you the best price, right? You don't go with the guy who has the most expensive price. You go with the cheapest price because you say, hey, even if something goes wrong, I can recover. Yeah. That guy runs off with 40, 50 grand. And then you realize that, hey, you know, I better get serious if I want to survive this thing because it's not the nine to five. It's not corporate America. This is a different beast. This is blue collar. And you have to uh, learn and, and really pay attention or you can lose serious money really fast. Unfortunately, a decade ago, social media wasn't built out to the way it is now. Even YouTube. Uh, Instagram, Faith, all of these platforms that have mentors that you can access today, they weren't there 10 years ago. So you just have to learn from the school of hard knocks. And, and that's how I learned one deal at a time, um, getting that knowledge, paying attention, boots on the ground, and then walking through those full gut rehabs over and over until we got better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for like dealing with contractors so they don't walk away with 40 grand of your money? <laughs> I do. I teach. And I have a, a master class where I teach all of this stuff, right? Yeah. And it's uh it's one of my my number one principles is control the money. This is where people go wrong, right? He who controls the money, he or she, but yep. we'll just say for you know, he who controls the money um is the boss, right? So if you go and pay everybody, even the subs, I'll let a, a GC come in and they'll say, Okay, here's the bid, here's what we're paying everybody. I have to know what everybody's being paid. And I'm going to pay everybody. I'm going to control the money throughout that project oh. because then I'm the boss. Because there's this psychological thing. Whoever's paying your check or signing that check, that's the boss. So you start to garner respect from the contractors and you can control timelines a bit better. What most new investors do because they don't have the confidence yet is they get the GC. They get the GC the money and then the GC's the boss. But the problem with making the GC the boss is GCs aren't necessarily good asset managers, right? They're good contractors, but that doesn't mean they're good at managing money. This is a whole different discipline. And I learned that from kind of being a financial planner and managing money for millionaires. It's a different discipline. Yes. So you don't want to give your money to GCs because you don't know what type of money manager they are. And what I've seen more times than not is it's not malicious when GCs run off with money. They're truly just bad money managers. They don't see it coming. And they wake up one day, the money's gone, the project's not there, and they don't know what else to do but run. So it's a bad setup for everybody. Everyone's more comfortable in the long haul if you control the money. Uh, you'll be happier even if it goes wrong. You're, you are in control and you can recover a lot faster. That's interesting. Um, and so if you're paying everybody, all the subs, you also have to pay the GC as well so you know exactly. And how do you 
because normally when I'm paying, I'm paying for certain pieces through the yeah, job pieces. that are that are done. So if you're paying in pieces, you pay like a certain percentage of the pieces to the GC, or how do you pay the GC? Because I, I because of how I built out my company, right? I built it out organically, contractor by contractor, and I started to pay guys by the day. So I wanted ah. to understand the cost of labor, and I break this down in my my hundred keys masterclass. Uh, I I show you what a plumber costs, an electrician costs, an HVAC tech, a helper, uh, a, a skilled guy, a semi-skilled guy. A non I show you what everybody costs. So I could sit down with the GC and say, okay, so you're going to wire the house. Well, that's going to take two and a half days to rough in, a day and a half to finish. How many guys are you going to use? Well, I'm going to use five guys. Okay, you're going to use two skilled guys and three helpers. I know exactly what they cost around about. That's what you're paying them. Here's your overhead. I don't have a problem with guys making money but i i already know the game so well and i teach my students that uh that knowledge and skill set that we can sit down with the gc and actually break out their profit it's not about them making money it's just about everybody being on the same page because when those draws are coming in from the hard money lender we just want everybody to understand how the money's being made everybody's getting paid and everybody's on the same page we're a team so I don't I don't allow my GC to sit on an opposite side of the table from me like, oh, don't worry about what's behind this veil. We're together in this project. We're going to win together. We're going to lose together. And that's the only way we could scale up to do, you know, 20, 30 deals a month is if we all are, you know, at that level of understanding. So it's, it's kind of more of a relationship uh, building exercise, I'd say, than really stepping on toes or trying to cut out their profit. I want everybody to make money. Cool. Yeah. So say you're someone who wants to go from doing, a, you know, two or five deals a month up to the 20 or 30 mark. What kind of systems should people be getting in place? Is it people? Is it software? What, what should they be looking for? It's a it's a combination of the two. I say at a bare minimum, when you're trying to make that scale, what the big uh, one of the biggest barriers is theft. It's uh, materials are everywhere. Right. So when you yeah. go from doing one deal. You, you buy your materials, you stuff them in the property, the guys put them back together, and that's it. It's, it's pretty simple. Even at five, you can kind of do that. When you get to 10 to 20, materials are flying everywhere. And it's hard to keep track. It's very easy for a bad egg to come in and overorder and take that material off site and go build their own project. So having a, a uh, tracking system in place, like I, I had a, uh, I bought a warehouse and then I programmed out an entire inventory tracking software system. Uh, so it's, it's something I talk about as well with, with uh, you know, my students. But we, um, we preach that, track every screw, every nail. And you have to learn what every screw, every nail is. Once you put together five properties, if you're doing that monthly, you should generally know um, what goes into a property on average, especially if you're full gut rehabbing, right? Yeah. So doing that. Uh, the second system is you need security systems in place. You need cameras for two reasons. One, there's break-ins. I just got an email the other day <laughs> saying, oh, uh, somebody fired a contractor and they got mad and broken and destroyed. I mean, they totaled the house, right? But they didn't have any security cameras in place. They weren't one of my, my students. Yeah. My students know. I put the security camera in place not only for a break-in, uh, from somebody in the neighborhood who's watching your contractors go in and out with materials, but from your own people, because you don't know who's who's uh, having a bad day or who has a bad, you know, theft habit. 
So you need those cameras on your properties. You can get Arlo cameras. You can get Wise cams. The Wise cams cost $25 a cam. You have a smartphone uh, you yeah. know, application you put right on your phone. And if somebody goes in, it takes time for them to rip your property apart. It takes a contractor hours to rip your property apart. It takes the cops two minutes to show up. And you'll get an alert the second that door opens. So having those security cameras in place is key. And then having boots on the ground. If you're not going to be there, I tell people all the time, uh, if you don't know anybody sitting on the couch in the city you want to invest in, I'll find you somebody. There are lots of people uh, out of work, sitting on the couch, recently graduated, not making it happen, that you could put an extra $100 a week into their pocket. They'll show up with a smartphone and they'll video everything. And what you do is you, you send them in round robin. So this week they show up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the next week, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Sunday, or whatever days people are working. And they're just walking through and filming things. So many people don't do that basic system of just sending somebody in to film the work. You know, in real estate, you expect what you inspect. If you don't see it, it doesn't exist. It didn't happen. I mean, I'm sure, Glenn, you should, you've uh, had contractors tell you, oh, the work's 100% done. The draw inspector shows up. Uh, nothing's done, Glenn. Uh, we, we can't release the money. So this happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's those three systems, I think. Tracking your materials, security, and then having boots on the ground to inspect uh, so that you can only expect what you inspect. If you do those three things, you'll be fairly successful. You won't get burned. And then when you're paying these boots on the ground, do you pay them per property or do you do it like, hey, I'm just gonna give you, it should take you like three hours to get through this stack of properties. Yeah, I'll do it like, uh, my favorite people are like a guy, a guy or, or a gal that drives like Uber. So you drive Uber, you're driving around the city anyway. Hey, mm. I got uh, three projects. If you pop in, you know, three times a week, I'll slide you an extra hundred dollars. It's, it's beer money or something, right? Yeah. And then you, I'm always about uh, preaching the future, right? You have to, before you get to 20 deals, you have to talk to everybody about 20 deals. You become the 20 deal guy, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. you talk to, every contract, hey, you know, we're going to be scaling up to 20 deals. We're going to do 20 deals. Hey, did you hear about the 20 deals? It, once you become that voice box, you're going to start to attract people who want to grow with you. So even yes. that boots on the ground person, I'm telling them, look, it's $100 a week now, but I'm going to scale you up. And once we get enough, you know, that 20 deals, I'm going to bring you on more and more. It's going to be more money, more opportunity. You might even be able to dump Uber and get more money, you know, with us. So I'm going to make you a chief inspector here. I always try to grow internally, not pulling in people external and putting them over top of my people. I like to elevate people who've been with me. Um, since the beginning, I've, I find that the loyalty that that builds is, it's just huge and loyalty is everything in this business. I love it. There's a lot of tips in here. I'll probably listen to this one myself again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, your, your coaching program, tell me a little bit about that or masterclass. So <laughs> yeah. So I, so I founded the 24 seven flow university and I built it for, uh, people who want to invest in real estate, do that birth strategy, but do it out of town, do it like a, a 2021 investor, right? Yeah. Um, leverage technology, build passive income, uh, but do it anywhere. I want your money to go where it, it goes the furthest, right? This is what asset managers do. They don't just buy the most expensive stuff. They look for undervalued stocks, undervalued securities, and that's where they put the money and they wait for it to rise to fair market value. So we have that same philosophy. Uh, the masterclass, um, it has about 40 hours of content, of video, uh, based tutorial content through Teachable. Uh, we do live calls 
once a week. One is like a Q&A. The next week is topic-based. Like um, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, creative financing strategies like sub two and uh, wrap mortgages, mirror wraps, and all, all of that fun stuff now that the uh, foreclosure moratorium is over and that opportunity is going to be coming down. Um, so we, we do a lot of that training and it, it comes with text and, and email access. You have somebody like me who's done over 300 full gut rehabs in major cities across uh, the country, watching over your deals, connecting you with lenders, connecting you with contractors, connecting you with these resources, and really just being there um, so that you have less of a chance of, of getting burned. I also do site visits for some of my uh, people who are close by, if I can. Like, I, I really live and breathe this stuff. I love it. So um, that's the, the course. And you can, you know, if you find me on Instagram or my YouTube is uh, Brian Loves Cashflow. Um, <laughs> You guys can find me and, and uh, find the links uh, to all that. I'm, I'm hopeful Glenn will share that as well. I'm sure he will. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. But that's, uh, that's the master class. Um, and I, I put it together. Also, I, I have people um, in the, in the, from Canada, actually, who live out in Canada, who are in the master class, learning how to invest in U.S. real estate uh, from Canada, from even, you know, out of the country. And I believe in that because the systems... There were times like I haven't gone to Philly for eight months and the company's still chugging along, running everything smooth. I'm sitting back behind my smartphone because you can see more. And I learned this once you get to 10 plus deals, I was driving in the Philly. And by the time you get their boots on the ground, everybody's pulling at you. You know, you're the boss. Everybody wants to talk and show you everything. You see four deals. You drive back. You're exhausted. Yeah. You get your smartphone. And all the systems that I show you in the 100 Keys Masterclass, you can see 40 deals in a day, 50 deals in a day. So it became incredibly inefficient for me to actually be on site. I became so much more efficient as a manager, as a boss, back in my, you know, sitting at home in your underwear uh, by your, your iPad and your smartphone than I was on site. And once I found that, I said, I got to teach people how to do this. This is incredible. That makes a lot of sense. I'm literally yeah. just rereading re the e-myth right now. And yeah, it's, it's all about separating yourself and pulling yourself back out of it because you, you, you get drawn in where I think most of us yeah. are technicians. We get pulled into doing the, doing the work and being there. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love it, right? We're, we're <laughs> real, real estate aholics. <laughs> you know, we, should, we should be in a, we should be in a group together, um, <laughs> but we love it. So going out, it's, it's part of why we got this far, right? But yeah. you have to, as you uh, elevate, you have to step back and be what your company needs, not necessarily, uh, you know, what got you started. Yeah. Awesome. Besides uh, what you just gave us for the uh, your contact information, is there anywhere else that they should find you? Or is that, that that's where we should be going? Uh, <laughs> on Instagram, you can find me at a uh, it's at two four seven Cash Flow University. Um, you know, YouTube Brian loves Cash Flow. You can um, email me at a Brian at 247cashflowuniversity.com. Um, that's the best ways to find me, right? I'm on Facebook as well, Brian Grimes. You can, you can find me there. Uh, we have a private Facebook group, but I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. If you um, go on my Instagram, you can text me. My cell phone number is listed there. Um, you can text me with questions. You can inquire about anything. I'm very easy to get a hold of. That's great. Thank you for coming on the show, Brian. I really appreciate it. Here's a lot of value here for people. No, I appreciate you having me. I, uh, some of my students from Canada, when I told them I was going to be on a, a, a mm -hmm. podcast, they said, oh, Glenn, 
you're going to be on with Glenn? I said, yeah, you, you, you guys, yeah. He said, Glenn's the best. Glenn's the biggest podcast uh, for real estate in Canada. So it's, amazing I don't know about that, but together. it's, it's, it's getting popular. No, they, they swear, listen, they swear by you. So what you've been uh, able to produce is, is amazing. You're helping a lot of people and I appreciate you having, I'm, I'm honored to be a guest. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. All righty. Thanks, Glenn.